Hey there, and welcome back to another episode of The Walk. I'm Father Roderick, and as you can tell from the audio here, I'm still inside. I'm not outside. I'm here in my main working studio. This is downstairs. I've got two desks here. Um, this is all part of the of the renovation project that I've been very busy with over the past couple of weeks. Um, so I created two corners. This is my podcasting corner. It's got this uh, collapsible green screen, which is super handy. So I can just put it down and it's almost invisible. I just close the lid and you hardly see it. But in two, three seconds, I can have a green screen behind me. I've got these Elgato lights that uh, are enabling me to do a good uh, green key for all the live streaming. There is a Canon M50 camera with a with a, uh, a teleprompter in front of it. I've got my roadcaster here. So this is my corner for my podcast. On the other side is a much bigger monitor, widescreen monitor. However, it's connected to the same computer. So I'm just moving the keyboard and the mouse to the other side whenever I need to do serious video editing. I want to have a, a separate desk for that. Um, it's got two speakers so I can monitor the sound. This is where I'll be spending a lot of time in the upcoming months because of all the work on the documentaries. And then here in the sunroom is the corner where uh, we do administration, plus we've got a table for lunch. And then I'm going to do the first part of my walk upstairs because I am so excited with the progress that we've made. So in case you've missed uh, the previous story behind this, I live in a 100-year-old rectory. And when I moved here about a year and a half ago, um, they there was no time to improve anything. And so a lot of the building was in the same state as it was, well, 15 years ago. So this house was, of course, originally meant for a priest and maybe also some vicars, some par uh, parish vicars, and maybe also someone who took care of them. Um, but uh, for a, quite a long time, uh, two elderly sisters, not sisters, family sisters, but uh, religious sisters have lived in this house, and it was pretty run down. They, they lived here for, I don't know, decades maybe. And so when uh, this was... 15 years ago, I think, when uh, a new priest arrived in the parish and wanted to live here, they moved the sisters out and then they renovated it a little bit. Actually, they just, the, the main thing they did was to create this bathroom here, um, which is also the same room where I have my washing machines or the washing machine and the dryer. And uh, so this is kind of a, like a bigger room. That was something they did. And Maybe they repainted some of the stuff. However, a lot of the, the 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 carpet was still old. I I'm not sure. Maybe they did redid it for for him, but maybe not. Maybe it's much older than that. Um, and the carpet was everywhere. However, this house just begs for wooden floors. And so, um, just recently, as I shared before, um, I I've had uh, um, three rooms uh, redone with laminate and uh not only that while we were uh, taking out the uh, the carpet we were also able to get into the floor itself because it's all wooden floors and we could redo part of the electric wiring which was also very old 
unsafe, uh, really, really um, dangerous, especially considering the expensive uh, uh, gear that I use downstairs. So we had to renovate that. Plus, this was an old house. So back then, people didn't use much electricity. So there was maybe one AC outlet in every room. Now I have at least three or four per room. So let me take you through these rooms because now that the floors are there, the electricity is installed and the data cables, um, we were also able to uh, refurbish them, put the furniture back. And so I'm going to take you into my favorite room. And it still sounds a little bit echoey, and that is because the curtains are still being washed. Uh, These are old curtains that I took from my previous rectory. Sort of 15 years old, I think, but they were completely redone, and um, we we ad- uh, adapt them. Or uh, uh, the mother of, of Hank, one of my friends, uh, was taking care of that, and so now they're being washed, and then they're going to be back in this room. And uh, miraculously, they they fit it. It was the same surface as uh, the curtains covered in my previous rectory. So that's very cool. But now this is my favorite room i always kind of felt that i i wanted to have like a common room remember the common room in the harry potter castle in hogwarts i i I felt that this room was really inviting it has a an old uh, chimney here uh, which is closed but still looks like a chimney and so i put the crest of hogwarts above it this red symbol or you know with the the, the, uh, also the, the symbols of the four houses of, of, uh, of Hogwarts. Um, and then I've got uh, this beautiful bookshelf, or, or these bookcases. These are also from my old rectory. However, they were all over the place in my previous uh, house. And even when I arrived here, um, there were so many rooms to fill that uh, I, I kind of distributed them all over the house so most of these were down the stairs but now they just fit as if they were planned for this room it's so beautiful so i've got two bookcases here and in the middle is a uh, case with the shelves where i can put all my glass my glasses my wine glasses here for white wine and the red wine glasses i've got some beer glasses here and some whiskey glasses the tiny ones that i got from sebastian and then here are the lemonade glasses because it's summer and sometimes we just need a refreshing drink without alcohol. And then I'm, I'm, I'm currently in the process of redecorating these bookshelves, not necessarily with a lot of books, but I really wanted to uh, improve my decorating skills. I'll talk a little bit more about that in my, in my weekly show because that is also a lot of fun to, to make that beautiful. So I've got some Harry Potter stuff here and uh, there's the... Uh, the, the magical map, uh, the Marauders map from Harry Potter. I've got some some of my favorite books here. Um, anyway, it's it's a lot of fun. I put some Lego everywhere because I've, I've created all these Lego scenes, and so those are also very useful to to create small scenes. So, for instance, here I've got the confrontation between Saruman and uh, uh, and Gandalf in uh, the tower. Uh, I created this um, in, I'm not sure, it was, I think, the end of last year in Lego. And it's under this uh, this glass dome uh, that I got at Ikea's. And it's a little, it's a little dark because the, the castle, of course, was all black. But we've installed lights 
in in the the under the shelves of of this bookcase. And so when you switch on the light, let me do that real quick. Yep. Now it's on. There is one light that shines on top of that Lego scene, and now it just looks super awesome. And I actually want to create more of these uh, miniature dioramas, maybe from Harry Potter or favorite movies. I don't know. It just it's, I, I love to create these small scenes. I, I, big buildings are fun, but actually the miniature stuff with Lego, that's a lot of fun too. I've got two big chairs here. Um, well, faux, faux leather, but still look very awesome. And then I, I put a television in the corner. And just yesterday, we finished installing the old sound system that I had a Dolby surround sound system. That was a, such a hassle to install because of all the wires. And so I looked into maybe getting a sound bar, but then most of the affordable sound bars really sound crappy and thin. This is a hi-fi set, but for years I've not put it together because it was so such a pain with all the wires and it's got these speakers in the back of the room as well but with a little help of my friends or actually with a lot of help of, from my friends we've been able to install this it also has an, a chromecast audio connected to it so i can play music anywhere in the house now and uh, it is it's a fun room this is this is the room where i hang out with my friends where where you can talk where you can watch a show to a movie together together this is where i can receive family and friends um it's not too big but it really feels like a common room then let's move to the next room this is the, the room on the left of it is what is hopefully going to be my kitchen but the floor is still completely barren we've removed everything but since this is going to be a kitchen, it requires a lot of modifications. We need, like there are these, when this house was built, they made these small tubes. This one is only four centimeters wide. And so it's probably not enough for if I do my dishes, for instance. So we're currently opening the floor, see if we can create a, a, a bigger pipe to the sewer. Um, and then, of course, <clears throat> since I, I, now that I can finally make my own kitchen... I want an oven. That is so part of the Hobbit life that I aspire to. So, uh, but of course, an oven plus maybe also induction cooking requires also uh, a, a, you know a good electrical installation. So that's something we're going to work on soon. But I have two other rooms that are already done. I've got. Let's start with the bedroom here. This is the first room that that we finished. Also, wooden floors here. I've got my bed in a corner uh, on the left side of a window, which all of a sudden, th this room used to have just my bed. But by moving the bed in the corner instead of in the center of the room, I created much more space. So now I have my, my old computer desk here, plus a very old TV that I bought, I don't know how many years ago. It's one of those rare TVs that are still able to do 3D with, with these polarized glasses. And I connected my my PlayStation 3 to it, which I still had lying around. And uh, the PlayStation 3 plays 3D movies. And so I can finally watch my 3D movies again. Plus, I've got my old computer that Inga was able to resurrect from the dead underneath the, the, the desk. So I can play some video games here too. 
um, in, a, in a space that is really not connected to my work because all the work is for downstairs and this is the place where I can just relax. So I have no email on this computer, for instance, no, no uh, what is it, notifications of, of, of WhatsApp or whatever. This is the place where I just play, relax, watch a movie. And then um, this is also where I can watch movies. And that is opposite of the third room that we finished just, was it yesterday? I think it was yesterday. Um, and this also sounds still very echoey because, again, no curtains. The curtains are being redone. Um, but this is an amazing effect. I mean, I, 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 I kind of, uh, when I saw this room, I didn't know what to do with it. It's a bit of a dark room and it's at the back of the house. Um, there's not much light. So it's got, and it's got this corner where the, whites, the walls are just white. Another wall opposite of it is, is brown. And it, it just felt so, I don't know, what do I do with this corner? And then it all just came together. So what, what I now have is on my right here is uh, two bookcases plus uh, kind of a connecting piece from Ikea. These are in the same style as the uh, furniture in the, in the common room. Um, and then underneath it, underneath that, that in-between piece, there is this, my old dining table, which fitted perfectly in this room. It's got these wine red chairs around it. And, and it's got the Hogwarts castle that I made in Lego right here against the wall. And uh, again, we installed these lights under the shelves. And so if you turn on the light, the castle gets lit from above and looks spectacular. It's really a showpiece here. And, and this big table not only can be used for dinner, um, but it can also be used as a perfect room for board games. So once the corona crisis is over and we can <laughs> gather with, you know, uh, not without having to con continuously keeping, you know, social distance, I really hope to be... Uh, catching up on on all the board game time that that uh, that we missed so so glad to finally have a room where i can receive people and then in this lost corner um i put a uh, another piece of furniture that was in my kitchen and it's got all these drawers lots and lots and lots of drawers and this is going to be where i put uh, uh the Forks, knives, spoons, plates, um, anything you need for the dinner table. And it looks really beautiful here. We put two lamps on it. And then I found two beautiful, um, uh, what you call it, uh, these, these um, frames, picture frames uh, at Ikea's. Again, they're made with, uh, with wood that it has a bit of a light brown color but it still matches the tone of the darker furniture that i have and i'm i'm planning on putting you know these these sketches maybe i don't know some 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 uh uh pre-production artwork from movies or something like that in it so that it really pops and all of a sudden this lost corner that i didn't know what to do with it totally makes sense in the ensemble. And then here next to this cupboard where i actually keep all my lego i've got boxes and boxes full of Lego pieces and sets that I still need to build. 
Um, next to that on the left is still another piece of wall that is kind of empty and, and it turns out there is actually a chimney here in the house that, that comes from downstairs. There's not a real chimney here. So this room probably wasn't heated when the house was built. Um, but what I'm going to do is to create a fake chimney here. So you can buy these sets and it has a little, you know, digital fire. And uh, I think this can be the perfect corner to, you know, give some extra character to this room. So it feels cozy, welcoming to, uh, to my friends that are visiting. So all that was done in the past week, most of it past week, uh, a little bit uh, two weeks ago as well. Still have some other stuff that we need to do. So there's still carpet here in the hall. Uh, this is also the corner where I celebrate mass when I have to celebrate it alone because uh, there's not a daily mass in the parish. So this is kind of my prayer corner. Um, but right now it's still a bit of a mess because uh, we had to put all the, when they were renovating the floors, we had to put all the furniture in in the hallway so now that we're slowly finishing these these rooms we can then remove the carpet here in the corridor and then we can um, make the final connections with the water and the electricity and the data and then they're also going to finally renovate my toilet which is the bathroom is well despicable i'm not even going to talk about it because the place where I actually really don't want to be because it's so old and uh, but uh, a few days ago finally was able to uh, negotiate a renovation of that so and then you know I'm, I'm just fi- I, it is so cool to finally being able to to uh, realize um, the potential of this house so when I first visited this and it was offered to me as a place to live i looked at all these spaces i was like wow this house is fantastic but it is so it's such an example of missed opportunities you could do so much more with just a few modifications and we're not talking about a lot of money the 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 floors are actually quite affordable um because it's laminate it's not well it's it's made out of wood but it's much cheaper than a real wooden floor um, and then I'm, I'm reusing almost everything that I had, but it, it's it, just composing every room and giving it a certain purpose makes it all come together. And I'm also very proud of this this big. Uh, I'm, I'm downstairs again in the this is the main working studio. Um, I put here the big uh, bookcases. These were the first bookcases that I bought uh, when I came back from Rome. They're also pretty old. I think these are from 2003 or 2004. IKEA doesn't sell them anymore. And what I like about these is that they're much deeper than the Billies. The Billies is their kind of their their ongoing eternal brand of bookcases. But the problem is these shelves are so um, small that you can't really put anything in it. Um, whereas this one, it's uh, I think it is about 35 centimeters. I think. So, and it's tall. These are like two meters and 30 centimeters, two meters, 20 centimeters. Um, and so I did a whole recomposition of the, um, of the shelves. And so instead of 
subdividing it in all these same squares. I kind of played around with it, and now I this looks fantastic. I've got some some uh, uh, puppets from uh, Star Wars that I bought. Maybe I've already told this story, um, but I've placed them inside, and it just looks so good right now. And I'm still learning uh, uh, how to balance everything so that it looks really nice as a background for my YouTube videos. Um, all right, let's go out for a walk. Because there's so much more that I wanted to share with you. And my apologies if I've already shared some of this in previous episodes. Um, this summer, close these doors. Uh, weeks go by in a blur in a certain way. But uh, so sometimes I forget who I told what. So let me go to the left and let's head for the trees. So this has been an amazing week and you can maybe tell by the energy in my voice. Um, it's, it's really been a, a continuation of what I talked about in the previous episode of the walk of this insight that the, the, this, the, <laughs> that the quality of my life and also the quality of what I do um, is very much dependent on the state in which I am and that actually you can modify that state if you want to. And I told you that uh, uh, in a conversation with Cliff Ravenscraft, he, he, he showed me that you can actually decide what your state is. This is not something that you just, that comes over you. No, you can, you can actually hack it. And I've been experimenting with that quite a bit. Um, of course, in my in a communication with other people, uh, you know, trying to really uh, prevent people from getting to me or to trigger frustrations. I'm, I'm in charge of that. I can decide to be frustrated or not or angered or what. So there are, there are reflexes that I'm, I'm training to immediately rethink a certain situation. So something that, that triggers me or is different from what I expect, um, I try to react as soon as possible with, by stopping myself from reacting in a negative way and rethinking, so what, what could be a positive way to approach this? The situation is the same. It's just that my mindset, my, my, my state changes, and, and then it, you get better results. So that is the, the, one of the phrases that uh, uh, struck me when I was reading one of these uh, books that Cliff recommended to me. This is a book I also re- I <laughs> review it uh, in, uh, in this week's uh, regular podcast episode. Um, it's a book about uh, psycho-cybernetics. It sounds really <laughs> strange, but... Um, this is written by a plastic surgeon who, who, and this is an old book. Um, it's I think from the seventies. Um, so he noticed that that when people want to make changes to their physical appearance, um, they always think that that is going to do the trick. That's going to make them feel happy. And then, well, of course, if you get another nose, you may like the results. But if your mindset doesn't change, if your inner picture, your your self image doesn't change then you could 
be just as miserable as before. And he noticed that with some of his clients, which made him think about this question of these states, this state of mind, this self-image that you have. How do you, what is your outlook on the world and on your own life and your, your, uh, your calling? And uh, the book is a bit long in the sense that there's a lot of repetition in it, but I really liked that approach of the, the, the questions that he asks. You know, uh, he, so he goes over all these mechanisms that we, we have acquired, um, these habits of uh, talking down to ourselves or looking at other people in a negative way, looking uh, at life or circumstances in a fatalistic way, and then constantly reframing that and changing it into, well, but what is the opportunity here? And uh, how can I improve that self-image? Because if you, and this is, it gets very close to the gospel, of course, and to, to uh, the commandments that Jesus tell, uh, teaches us, um, love your neighbor as you love yourself. If you don't love yourself, it's very hard to love others. If you don't forgive yourself, how can you forgive others? It's not by accident that Jesus uh, has integrated that in the Our Father. You know, forgive us our, our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. There's this reciprocity between the, the way you treat others and the way you treat yourself. And so uh, that really was, um, it was a good read that helped me also reflect on the mechanisms that I... I'm not very negative about, what I, about my life or about other people. Or about, but sometimes I get caught in these old, you know, these old habits uh, and getting depressed and overwhelmed. And this book was a, a good eye-opener to confirm that it... That is not necessarily automatically also something that you can that you should allow to ha- yourself to to get into you can you can change it you can reframe it you have a free will it's kind of busy today with all the motorbikes and other bikes it's a it's a warm day by the way so i understand that a lot of people are outside getting some fresh air um but you can since you have a free will you can also decide to look at things differently and look at yourself differently. And that requires, because of these old habits of you're blaming yourself, blaming others, um, sometimes they're rooted in your childhood even or are heavily influenced by the way other people have treated you in the past. But you can still make these changes pretty rapidly as soon as you understand the mechanism. You know, I don't have to feel this way. I can choose to feel differently. Um, because it's, it's the, the world itself is not going to change very rapidly. But how you, how you look at the world, how you look at the situation, that can change in an instant. And, and so I've had a lot of fun just, try, you know, just trying that out and looking at stuff. So, with that, I uh, had another conversation with Cliff, and I told him about all the things that I'd learned and uh, I'm starting to discover. I'm super excited about it. And, uh, but there were still a number of things in, 
the back of my mind. So I really gave myself the opportunity to just focus on this. Because I know that a lot of these old mechanisms can, can block you. Uh, and, and definitely that's actually what they do. They make me feel anxious about my work and, and can I pull it off, all the, all the work that's waiting for me. But I was still a little bit uh, worried about the approaching deadlines around the TV work. And so we talked a little bit about that. And uh, Cliff just first asked me, so what would you like to do in August? You know, what, what would be your goals? And then I started to mention them. I was like, well, I, uh, I would like to uh, ideally finish filming 15 episodes in this month of August. Uh, because then I'll have the rest of the year free to, you know, make other productions and, and do more um, preparation for the next season in 2021. Uh, I can focus more on international documentaries, etc. So, yeah, that, and, and I know it's feasible. I just have to really plan. But, but it's also overwhelming because it's so much work in one, in one month. But yes, that, and then he was like, okay, I'm going to stop you here. And it's like, what else would you like to do? Let's just go over this, the, the, the stuff that makes up your life right now. And so I started to mention the obligations that I have towards you, my podcast listener. Uh, the relationship that I have with the community, this, this worldwide community that listens to my shows, watches the YouTube videos, joins me for mass uh, on, on Sunday evening via internet. That is, you know, that's quite a bit of work. It's three shows every week. The Walk, this one, then my regular show, Father Roderick, and then for the patrons, Father Roderick to the Max, which is another one-hour show. Um, and that all requires recording, pre pre preparation. Preparation is multiple hours. You don't think I can just come up with all these topics <laughs> right there on the spot. I do prepare. And, um, and then, of course, secondly, uh, I've got my parents. Um, the, my mom, my father, both in a uh, difficult time of their life with uh, physical um, problems and with uh, also, also all the, you know, the things that come with uh, an advanced age. Um, I'd like to visit them more. Then I have uh, the, all the work that's being done currently in the rectory. And oh, I just the beginning of this show took you for a tour. All that has been basically work from nine o'clock in the morning till sometimes six in the evening. Um, and I always have like people in the house all the time. And that is, for me, that's testing because I, uh, I'm, I'm, I have introvert tendencies, so I, I really need some time alone to recharge. But then again, if my friends have been helping me all day long with the house, I don't want to send them home like that. So often we, we made some food together or we fired up the barbecue. And so for multiple days, didn't have much time for myself which I then compensated for by going to bed way too late because I just 
felt I need the time to recharge. So um, it's pretty intense. I mean, it's fun, and I love the results. And it's also now or never. You know, <laughs> this is an this is a, such an opportunity to finally uh, get the house uh, so that it feels finished and feels more like a home. I don't want to pass it. I don't want to. I don't want to miss this opportunity. But at the same time, it's a ton of of it's it's a lot of time. It's a lot, it's very intense. Um, what else? Then, of course, I've got the TV show, <laughs> and so, and then, and then Cliff uh, said, "So, these are your values. Actually, you value all the things that you've just mentioned. Now, if you start with, so if if all of that is important to you, it's part of who you are and who you want to be." You can't just stop doing your parish work, for instance, or stop your podcast for a month and then just go head over heels into the production of these 15 episodes. Because you would do, you would maybe be very efficient at filming, but at the same time, you abandon all these other valuable moments of interaction with your family, with your friends with your internet community and you never want to do that you don't you don't want to abandon all these values for just one other value that you put over all these others so realistically if you want to do all these things how many episodes do you think you can make this month in order to keep room for all the rest including also time to recharge Time to watch a movie, play video games, read, uh, work on your physical uh, fitness. If you don't want to sacrifice any of that, how many episodes are realistic? And then I said four. Four. Once, once per, one per week. And that is probably already going to be a lot of work. Because it's, it's, it's planning, it's filming... And it's editing. So we're talking probably at least four days per week. <laughs> so 15 episodes in one month. What was I thinking? But it was such an eye-opener to think about my work in terms of values. I always thought of values was something um, kind of in the background like a theoretical framework these are my ideals this is what I strive to communicate etc but values have no value unless they are values that you express that you make specific in the choices that you make if, if values don't lead to choices they're not really values they're just you know vague idea, ideals or um you know, things on your maybe one-time list. But important values should determine the choices that you make. And it's so obvious. And yet, my goodness, how often have I forgotten about that? How often have I sacrificed the most important values in my life for, you know, making deadlines? Uh, trying to do way more than I... Could 
I'm, I'm, I have a tendency to overestimate my own abilities and when you think creatively you never really think about the consequences <laughs> or about the, the work that goes into realizing those dreams. So, but if you look at all these things as values, then even if you do less in one month, you, I can still organize my life in such a way that everything I do is an expression of who I want to be, who I feel called to be, and who I also am. But I don't always give that a chance and it should integrate all these different aspects one one other um, statement that uh, i recall ooh, two cows here hanging out in the sun oh, i think this one is pretty it's pretty hot <laughs> um so hot in the sense it's warm and these poor cows are out here in the sun there's not, not there's no tree under which they can find some shade anyway so um, the the living according to your values is what makes you find that balance and is also what gives your life fulfillment and that is another thing that oh yeah the, so the quote from from the book was um there's a, there's a simple um, balance, a simple way to balance your life. And that is to divide 24 hours of the day into three parts. Eight hours for sleep, more or less. I mean, it's different for everyone, but I, I do need my sleep. I know that. And if I economize on sleep, then usually usually my overall state starts to suffer, which is not what I want because my state is so important to the quality of what I do. So sleep, eight hours. Work, eight hours. Not more, eight hours. That's a lot of time to dedicate to work. Um, And then eight hours of leisure, of time to recharge your batteries, time for friends, time to read, time to go out for a run or a walk, to watch a TV show, who cares what? It is time that is not sleep, nor is it work. Eight hours. You have the right to to use eight hours for that because you're already working for eight hours. And it was so simple. It was like, yes, okay. What do I normally do is I try to cram in way more work. I don't know why. Maybe, well, it's also um, if, you over, if your ambitions are bigger than your abilities and you haven't thought it through, then, of course, you have to steal time and energy from something else. And the area where I've been stealing a lot of that time and energy is from my sleep and from... Uh, from God, prayer time, and from myself, reading books, working on my health. And so all those areas have been suffering. And uh, it is, has been re- very detrimental to my overall state. And so that resulted into this vicious circle of not having much energy. You start to since I, I wasn't focused on you know, rethinking situations, I started to 
you know, trying to escape my responsibilities, you know, procrastination is very much part of that uh, process of you're basically you've run out of steam and so you just wait until you are energized again but that may involve procrastination and if you don't change your state if you don't change the formula that can lead to more energy then the the risks are that you're going to procrastinate again and again and again which I've been doing with a couple of things and so the the solution is to really rethink that balance and work on ways in which you can improve your overall state your overall I don't know just the way you look at the world the way you look at yourself your energy levels all that so that's that's what I've been trying out and and I failed a number of times this week so there was this one day where we had worked all day long on the renovation upstairs and uh, we I invited the people over for dinner so basically they left I don't know around 10 o'clock in the evening and I I, I wanted to try out my new TV room you know the, the one the common room because we had just finished uh, installing the sound system so I was like oh I'm going to watch a movie with awesome sound and we're just going to enjoy this new room and then it was 3 o'clock in the morning and I was in bed at 3.30. And of course the next day, I, uh, I wasn't at my best. The funny thing is, I woke up by myself without an alarm at 6 o'clock in the morning. And I remembered uh, Cliff telling me something about, you know, wake up early, go for a run. Even if you don't feel like it, it will do you good. And it was six o'clock and I, I wake up and for a split second, I think, oh, I should just jump out of bed and, and go for a run. And then I feel how tired I am. I was like, oh, forget about it. And I, I tried to sleep, which I couldn't really do either because in the back of my mind, the machine was already starting up. It was like, well, well, you should, why are you so tired now? You should have gone to bed. So I was blaming myself. Uh, that was too drowsy to reframe it. So anyway, in my last conversation with Cliff, said he said, probably if you would have stepped out of bed and you would have gone out for a run, even if you had only slept for two or three hours, it would still have done you a ton of good. You would have more energy than you had actually that day when you, uh, when you overslept. Um, and so this morning... I tried that out. <laughs> so one of the things that I mentioned to Cliff was, okay, so now I need to film these episodes, but I don't know where to begin. It's overwhelming. I have to go tour the Netherlands by bike. At least that's what I proposed. And then I have to go find all these people that I'm going to interview. And and I face so many opportunities of rejection, which is what I hate about the pre-production stage, where you f- you call up someone with an idea, you've already visualized the entire episode. And I'd love to interview you, and that person says, well, no, actually, I don't like TV, and I, no, no, I don't want to do it. And then you have to start all over again. And it's so discouraging. And I don't like it, because I always blame myself, haven't I? You know, maybe I shouldn't have called this person, and maybe... oh. 
I'm in the wrong. I'm I'm not doing this work is not for me. And anyway, Cliff said that is all stuff. These 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 feelings of not being able to realize what you need to do, not knowing what you should do, not having enough inspiration or energy. You can change that. But it requires, and this was quite interesting, it requires you to get moving, literally. You have to, this is not just something that you can psychologically hack. It, it, it requires also your body. <laughs> and so, I, I promise you, if you go for a run, that is where you will find the energy. That is where you will find inspiration. You will see. And I, actually, I, I already knew that he was right. Because that is one of the reasons that I run and that I've prepared for marathons, etc. It's not just because I want to get to the finish line and prove to everyone that I'm still much younger for my age and I can run a marathon. And No, it's not just about physical fitness. Ooh, there... Well, this is water coming from a tree. Oh, I see what they do. Okay, so they're actually um, watering the field here this is just grass it's probably for the cows but it's been very dry so there and the water actually comes from the farm here on the other side of the road and there is this tube but because this is a road they actually are the tube is going over the road so it hangs between these two trees here but the pipe is leaking water and so I was like how is this water coming from the tree it's not raining <laughs> You gotta love the ingenuity of these farmers. So anyway, um, I, I knew that when I run or when I train for a marathon, that is the time that I, you know, all sorts of endorphins start to release in your brain. It has a physio-psychological effect on you, and I usually feel much better. And I know that one of the one of the the huge benefits of of, of walking to Santiago was the physical aspect of it. And I've only later on realized the fruits of that because it, it, it helps you think. It helps you to rethink your life and find solutions for problems that have been bugging you for, for all your life. And without the walking, that would have never happened. And so this morning, I, uh, I followed the formula because I know how to do this. I'd just forgotten about it. So first of all, a good run starts the day before by going to bed in time. So 10 o'clock, we're closing shop, send everybody home, and then I watched a, a bit of a movie, and then I went to bed before midnight, which has not happened for a long time. I slept very well. It was quiet. I'm in this new bedroom, and uh, I wake up. This morning, I think at 7. I think I woke at 7. And the first thought was, I'm going for a run. But I need another hour of sleep. So I, I slept a little bit more. And it was just this kind of... I felt like, um, yeah, just that one hour can really help. Um, and so I woke up an hour later, fully awake, full of energy... Um, I put on my shoes and I went for a run. And I didn't look at my watch. Normally when I run, 
I always, you know, I've got this watch that counts the speed and the pace and whatnot. I had it on. I put it on just to track um, the the run itself. But I never looked at the watch. I was just following my nose, and I was like, "I'm gonna. I want to experiment what this does to my brain." And <clears throat> lo and behold, within five minutes, I was running at this steady pace, and my mind started to drift. And I started to think, well, maybe next week I could go and film there and interview that person. And then it just started to cascade in my brain, and I got all these amazing ideas all of a sudden for the TV show, including a certain feeling that this was feasible. I can do this. I've done this before. A sort of reassurance that now that I'm thinking this through creatively and it becomes really something of myself. I, this felt like a format that was kind of imposed on me. <clears throat> now I felt this is something I want. These people that I just thought of And it's amazing how all of a sudden you're thinking, like I did an entire day of brainstorming a couple of weeks ago, and I just couldn't figure out who to interview. And so I started to write down names of people I was like actually not that interested in. I got a whole meadow of small horses here. These three are going to meet. There's a fence between them, but they're still gathering there to just hang out water cooler conversation between between these small horses um, anyway I uh, I couldn't come up with names back then and now while running I was like one name after another and I didn't even panic because normally I was like oh I need to write this down and I was certain that if I would come home I could still remember all of this because I, I was in such a awakened state in a certain way I was just thinking clearly and so I just kept running and running and thinking and thinking and then when I got home finally I realized wow I ran almost 10 miles non-stop without even feeling it there was just no effort in it and I could feel my legs a little bit I can still feel them right now because it's the same day and I'm, I'm walking again but it did me so much good and, and I sat down I started to make some notes, and before I knew it, I'd already arranged two shows, two interviews, two shooting days, just like that. And so I got two reactions that were positive. Uh, we're still working out the details, and it's already probably at least one is, is already next week. And I feel so good about it. I'm like, I'm, I'm looking forward to filming that interview. And the same is true for the other idea that I had. Like, it, it, I, I called a, the uh, Mother Superior of a monastery. And I'd approached them in the past, and they were kind of, hmm, yeah, maybe someday, but not now. And call us back in a couple of months. And then, of course, the whole corona situation messed up everything. And so I call her back, and... She's like, oh, yeah, I'll just, uh, I'll ask around and we can, we can probably uh, find a date where you can come and film. And I'm like, wow, that was so easy. And that just literally took me 10 minutes to make the arrangement. I, I, so after the call, 
um, I, I, at the end of the call, I told them, so what I'm going to do is I'm just going to write down what the show, what I have in mind for this particular episode. I'll send it to you so you can think about it a little bit more and then we'll get in touch again and, and, and pick a date. And so that's what happened. I sit down, I write for about like 15 minutes. <laughs> I take my time to write down all these ideas. Hey, buddy. <laughs> He's still mad at me. So, um, and, and in 15 minutes, without hesitation, I, I just write down the entire episode. And I know it's feasible. Because it, it just, I'm in this flow of ideas. And then I'm pretty sure that I could also come up with the other two topics for this month. And all that because of this one run in the morning. And as you can tell from my voice, I still have that energy. I'm not tired. I'm, I'm like, I don't know. This is, just, this is just working. And it's because I decided to get off my butt and <laughs> go for a run. And then, of course, uh, this is something that I should actually... Now that... Well, this, so this is part of a, of a recipe in a certain way. If you want to get a nice plate with pasta, you've got to follow the recipe. And if you follow the recipe, you will always get that same quality because the recipe never fails. Right? So the same is true across this busy road here. And then we're going to turn to the right. Oh, look at all those beautiful field flowers. I wish the audio in the background would be a little bit more fitting for uh, this. There's this, this one meadow where they didn't mow the grass, and so it's full of these all these colorful flowers, wild flowers, beautiful. Um, the, 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 what, what, I, what, is, what we know is true about cooking is also true about these states. Um, you know what effects physical exercise has on us, and this is all scientifically proven. So we can use that to replicate the results. And so I'm, I'm actually, by going out for that run, I'm investing in the everything that follows and oftentimes I've again made the wrong value judgment where I thought well eh, I can't go for a run I'm tired I'm overwhelmed I need to sit in front of my computer and think about stuff or podcast I was like no you're you're skipping you're leaving out the pasta for your pasta dish right without it is never going to be good so put the ingredients first Base that on, on your values, and then you will, you will get results. Well, today was proof of that. Proof is in the pudding. And I'm excited about it, and I still have energy to spare. So once I get home from this, I'm going to dedicate some time to recording the podcast uh, and the show for the patrons, and maybe already plan ahead a little bit for uh, the rest of the, of the month, um, start gathering ideas. And then around 5 o'clock, I'm just going to stop. I'm going to sit down and read a book. I'm going to cook a meal. And I'm going to bed. And guess what I'm going to do tomorrow morning before I go to Mass? Yep. 
I will go for a run because I want to be I want to play Whoa. that's a big pile of hay that this this car is carrying anyway so I, I, I want to make sure that everything I do is infused with that same energy and that same quality but that requires me to follow the recipe so that's what I wanted to share with you today uh, many thanks for your for your attention for your time maybe this also inspires you to um, come up with your own recipes what, what helps you to be in a better state and ask yourself if you're you're arranging your life according to your values or are you just letting life happen to you you can change these pieces around and i'm curious to hear your results i'll be back soon with more content just check out my website fatheroderick.com where you can find everything that i make and if you have time i would love to see you uh, live during mass always on Sunday evening, 7 o'clock Amsterdam time, um, minus six hours for the east coast of the United States, North America, and then you can make your own calculations. Um, uh, again, thanks for listening, and talk to you later.